I'm Bishop Robert. Each life is a story. We don't remember days, we remember moments that touch our hearts. I want to invite you to come on in and have a seat in my study. Let's you and I spend a few minutes together and consider a verse of scripture and how to apply it to those moments that fill up our lives. My hope is that it speaks to your heart, your mind, and your soul. And I hope you'll be back often. Welcome. Life is hard. (laughs) Much harder if you choose to do stupid things. But it's hard nonetheless. If you want your joy back, here's how to get it. First of all, welcome to Mornings with Bishop Robert. Thanks for joining me. My goal is to introduce people to the Jesus they never knew then help them get to know him and his word personally and better. So if our time together today speaks to your heart, let me invite you to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. So grab a cup and lift it up, and let's talk about how to get your joy back. Life's hard knocks bring pain into our lives. Family issues can threaten to tear apart marriages. Sickness and disease can ravage us. Work, or the lack of it, can increase the pressures we face. You know from your own life, and I know from mine, that this list could go on and on and on. Sometimes, we make our own situations worse. One of my sons likes to tell me, make stupid choices, win stupid prizes. (laughs) So one has to ask, does pain serve any useful purpose. What good can come out of it? Is our suffering just wasted? Well, thankfully, we have several promises in the scriptures that can lead us from places filled with pain to new places, places where our joy and our strength are restored. Now, that's a path worth seeking out and walking down. The Old Testament tells us the story of Job's testing. The accuser is present as the angels are reporting to God. This is before he was cast down from heaven by Christ's death and resurrection. God knows that Job is a blameless and upright man, and and he points out his holy life as an example of righteousness. But Satan challenges God. He accuses the motive of Job's heart, saying Job only loves God because of the blessings he receives. Well, the enemy's allowed to test his challenge, and Job passes with flying colors. Well, then Satan returns, and God points out Job's faithfulness, even under the attack of the enemy. Well, the accuser continues to accuse Job, telling God that, well, Job is just protecting himself. Touch his bone and his flesh, Satan says, and he'll curse you to your face. Job passes this test as well, even when his own wife tells him to curse God and die. You know, the dichotomy of this exchange is startling. On the one hand, we have Satan, a heavenly being who has actually seen the glory of God in all his majesty, yet he rebels. And on the other hand, we have Job, a mere man. He's never seen the majesty of God with his eyes yet he chooses to trust him. Job's determined trust is constantly lifted up as an example for us. In fact, 
Job is listed as one of the three greatest examples of faith by the prophet Ezekiel, along with Moses and David. Hey, that's, that's some pretty good company. So what can we learn from Job's victories? Well, God knew his plan. He intended that Job's faithfulness would teach us and encourage us. God knew the outcome. Yeah, he knew that Job would end up doubly blessed, not only in his children, but in his wealth and also with his relationship with God. God knew the impact. He knew his church would all benefit from the process. Yeah, you and I benefit from Job's decision to trust God. He's an amazing example. And we do well to remember that God reigns. Whether your life seems to be in control or out of control, it's always under control. His control. Another lesson, the crisis is not the conclusion. It's only the test that forms your character and prepares you for opportunities that are still unseen. It's the tested faith that can be trusted to endure. I think faith untested is 97% imagination. Suffering has an incredible capacity to focus us on that which is most significant. Suffering is not wasted when we pass through it in God's grace because suffering produces in us the very things we need the most. Suffering produces endurance. Life's a marathon. Taking a long view of faithfulness is critical to our success and our fruitfulness. Produces endurance, but endurance produces character. Our inner being is impacted as we press on in the face of life's deepest challenges, determined to remain faithful. We have to keep our eyes on the prize. Have to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. Endurance produces character. And character produces hope. The confidence that God's at work. Hope. The trust that God keeps his promises. Hope. The ability to look forward with eager expectation at what God will do in spite of our present challenges. Hope. Hope is the fertilizer of faith. We're made stronger as we face life's crises in the light of the promises of God. Hey, here's the final lesson for today. The choice isn't whether we'll face suffering and sorrow or not. The choice is, will we face these battles alone or with God's promises and strength? And when we've made that choice well, we, like Job, will pass the test. And joy will replace sorrow. Faith will replace fear. And peace will replace pain. And he will restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Well, we're at the end of our time again. But would you please help me introduce people to the Jesus they never knew and help them get to know him and his word personally and better? Please like this video. You click like, it helps more people see it. Also click follow or subscribe so we can get together every day. 
If you click the link in the description, you'll get a free copy of my book, Count to One. And one more thing. Please do share this with a friend, would you? Because as you do, why, you're part of the team, touching hearts all over the world with the love of Jesus. Thanks for helping.